Welcome to this edition of Record Roundtable, where we take an artist, listen to a bunch of their music, a couple albums, maybe some, some extra albums on top of that. Michael Jackson's This Week. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... Jared. I'm Dax. Tyler. Yeah. Like I said, we we listened to some Michael Jackson this week. Hooray. Yay. What do we think about Michael Jackson and his music and stuff? His early stuff was great. His early stuff was great. His later stuff was something all right. It was something all right. It was something My thought is, right. there is only Thriller. Really? <laughs> That's not a yeah. good thing to say at all. You no. you really only liked Thriller? I found one of our additional albums this week to be better than all of the other all of the Michael Jackson albums. Oh, we're getting straight to the... Okay, so we also listened to a lot of... We don't of have to talk about it, I'm just saying. 80s. I did. I, that's why I didn't say the name. I'm okay. not giving it away this... Okay, okay, okay. But I found one of the additional ones to be better than Michael Jackson. That is interesting, and I'm not sure which one it could be, so I am intrigued, and I hope the listeners are also intrigued and stay tuned to find out what album that might be. Dun, dun, dun. So hold on. Let me get this straight. You only kind of liked Thriller? I liked I liked Thriller okay. You liked Thriller It's definitely okay. the best of Michael Jackson's albums. But sure. for me, most of these albums were like Michael Jackson hits with a bunch of 80s pop filler. Mm, interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Jared, Dax, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there are three albums that I just really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, the rest of his music is only okay. Okay. Uh, off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. That's... I, I would I would agree with that. Great music. Great music. All the way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, then you get into Dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. It, Dangerous is not very good. I like no. I like Black or White. Black or White is good. And mm-hmm. I like Who Will Be... Or, no, hold on. Sorry. Who is it? Will you be Will there? You be there? Sorry, I, I was I was saying the wrong thing. Okay, mm-hmm. those are good songs. Yeah, I didn't really like Dangerous that much. I no, it was not good. So I think because it's interesting to follow the progression of how the albums kind of flow. So like on Off the Wall, I'm gonna get right into how I felt about each album, like progression wise. Off the Wall was very like disco heavy and like really spoke to the sound of what was kind of like going on. In that, like you know, late seventies, like going into the eight, it was the it really was kind of the death of disco. Was this album? This was like the end all be all of disco albums that like really had that heavy like funky R and B kind of sound to it, which then transitioned into that pop sound that you hear on Thriller and Bad quite a bit, and then Dangerous very much took to this kind of more. It, it still has that pop element to it but it brings in that more like r&b soul kind of sound where like i think what michael was trying to do because i know him so well and i know constantly what these artists are thinking and feeling is that he wanted to kind of have more of like an introspective album and he really wanted to think about like the lyricism that was involved in the music that he was doing and he really wanted to have like a message behind the album and i think to a certain degree he kind of let the music be sacrificed for the message. I could see that. So I could I'd definitely say. see people not liking Dangerous as much, but I, I enjoy Dangerous for what Michael Jackson was trying to do in terms of developing his sound into having something, I guess, with a little bit more of a kick to it. Sure. When, it just when, didn't work. When Michael Jackson is making music with a message, uh, it's just always strange because... He's just not a he's not a, a normal person. He's never been a normal person. He sure. was always uh he was always in the spotlight. Yeah. He never was able to just be himself. Right. So I I think that may be why it just didn't mesh with me. I think that makes sense. So I think that this is actually before we really delve too deeply into the music. I know this is a conversation that we wanted to have and it's kind of something that we touched on uh in our uh uh, good band, bad band episode about uh, Machine Gun R. Kelly Clarkson is the concept of kind of separating the art from the artist. And I think that this conversation is in particular very, very important for an artist like 
Michael Jackson. It may be the most important person for this conversation to be had. Where does yeah, everyone sure. where does everyone stand in terms of being able to separate the art from the artist? Do you think that it's something that is appropriate to do? Do you think that it's something that's possible to do? How much can you do that? Go. Hitler was a damn fine painter. Okay. If you uh, look he was at, okay. If you, well, if he, he, was, he was pretty good. He got denied from art school, but whatever. But if you look at his paintings, you can appreciate them for, you know, the art. Even, even Hitler, mm-hmm. I think, you can separate. So then you have someone like Michael Jackson, who is very questionably ethical. Um, troubled he was a yeah. he was a very troubled individual is really what it would be the easiest way to describe it without being terrible <laughs> and you can still listen to his music without getting into that mm-hmm. whereas someone like r kelly who kind of sings about what he's doing sure that's when the lines cross i think i think that makes sense if the art is separate yeah. from anything they may have done then you can listen to it and be fine with it but really it's a personal thing if it bothers you just don't listen to it I would agree in terms of a comparison between Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Michael Jackson's music does not play out. It doesn't play out these kinds of actions the way that R. Kelly's music did. Mm-hmm. So, and and really, when you when I listen to his music, even the songs of him, like he has songs, of course, about women, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's we like assume. this doesn't even sound like it's. Just, it doesn't even sound like there's like a shred of Michael Jackson personally in that song to me mm-hmm. and so maybe from what we know i mean we're tainted because we grew up in a time this controversy was more forward than his music oh absolutely because it really we're, um, we're we only caught the tail end of you know michael jackson's career in which we were seeing the artist way more than the art right. by a mile right and i think part of that allows me to separate him from his what he created a bit more but also you know I, I read, did a little bit of reading about Michael Jackson in terms of his preferences for music, and it, what I found was that his favorite music was classical music and show tunes. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think you know he was thrown into this world of pop via Motown by his father and his family. Mm-hmm. He had already made some money in it, and he just and it was it was I feel like it was a job to him, and I and he was I I mean I know and you can tell by you know, what he did in terms of transforming dance and pop that it his work was a craft to him. Yeah. Pride in what he did, but I don't know that he, I don't know that it really meant that much to him outside of just being a job. That's an interesting take on that. I've never really considered like that being the way that I guess he would look at it, but it, it does make some sense that if it's something that you're doing as, you know, a, a passion project as work, that you don't always have to be doing your work as something that you, you know, musically really enjoy. Maybe the output isn't something that you would have liked to have done, but maybe you recognize I'm damn fine at making pop music, so I'm going to keep making pop music and making some of the most important albums of all time. Why would you not do that? He seemed to hate sure. being a star. In any interviews I saw, he was always, oh, I hate doing tours. I hate doing interviews. I hate uh, mm-hmm. doing photo shoots. Well, when you grow up with it, it's what he had to do for his whole life. What was yeah, his other right. choice? There's a video of a photo shoot that I watched because, of course, that's something I would watch. Of course you would. Uh, I was just watching behind the scenes, and he was like, you could kind of see in his face, he was almost in tears by how much he hated it when the camera wasn't on him. Mm. And as soon as the camera was back on him, he was back to being, you know, happy and on basically i think what cody said is a good way to put it i think he had the ability to turn this on and off you know and i really think from what we know of him as an individual mostly know from controversy because he seemed to be a fairly private person except for when people wouldn't allow him to be right and what i know about his preferences for music and things like that that it it, what he had ability to turn it on because this job this is how he makes money and this is what he does sure um whether that's you know good for him or not so what else do we have to say? Because there are obviously so much that could be said about Michael Jackson from a cultural standpoint, but really it, it's difficult because what hasn't been said about Michael Jackson from a cultural standpoint, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, Jared, you haven't really spoken to it. What, what are your What's your stance in terms of like separating the art from the artist? I don't know. I think you can do it. I think that I can separate the music of Michael Jackson. I like his ballads a lot. I like You Are Not Alone. Uh, which is, 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 is that's written by R. Kelly, yeah, and he stole that song. That's yes, uh, that sounds familiar. 
Um, a good band, bad band, everybody. Cross but, uh, promotion. <laughs> I like Earth Song, where he does the Who for thirty some minutes, like thirty something seconds. I love that. Song. I would love it if somebody played that at some point. Tonight. I don't know who but, would do that. that but um, I like I like those songs. I like Thriller, the album. I like everything. The things that he did in it. The you know, like having Eddie Van Halen do the guitar solo is was cool. I love the concept of him doing the song with Paul McCartney. And then they did the video for Say, Say, Say. And Paul says, you know what you should do? You should invest your wealth into buying publishing rights. No, no, no. You, you have that backwards. I, uh, Michael Jackson was telling Paul McCartney to get into publishing. And Paul McCartney was like, yeah, I thought about buying the Beatles music. And Michael Jackson said, I'm going to get it first. Right, which he did. <laughs> Although they didn't have it there. They did okay. have a close friendship, the two of them. They've done well. I mean, yeah, they did two, together. at least two songs together. They did um, uh, "The Girl Is Mine" or whatever, and mm-hmm. "Say Say Say." What was that on? Was that on a Paul McCartney record? "Say Say Say." I'm not sure because it's not on any of the albums that we listened to. It was on a McCartney "Pipes and Peace." That's interesting. Hmm. That must have been a sequel to that one. Um, what was that one thing called? <laughs> that EP that they did with Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Remember we did that on the Beatles episode? It was I remember what you something, about. something, and something. Oh my gosh! I got nothing for uh, you. Dang no! A toot and a snore in '74. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. No, okay. It's a bootleg album. I forgot about that. We talked about that on the Beatles. Episode. <laughs> that's what I said. I was trying to remember what it was called. I knew there was no way I'd remember it. But yeah, that other one is called Pipes of Peace. Uh, that was a Paul McCartney record that came out in 83, and the lead single was Say, Say, Say. But what was I saying before? I think you went down a <laughs> rabbit hole. I like to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that story with Michael Jackson doing that thing uh, where he bought all that publishing or whatever, and he's mm. like, I'm going to get that music first, and he did, which yeah. is really mm-hmm. cool. He did. Paul um, McCartney was not happy. No, he, yeah. it kind of ruined the friendship. Of a ship, not yeah. shit. Friendship. I would. Well, you can't have a friendship. friendship now. <laughs> hey Everybody's funny Woo! today. <laughs> Um, but like I don't know I, I think that you can kind of see that Michael Jackson had a very troubled childhood that turned into a troubled adulthood that mm-hmm. turned into an early death due to drugs yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and so then to like I mean he he did some real weird stuff back in the day um, we've talked about this before we were bad boys and we used to uh, legally purchased music on LimeWire. No, we did not. We uh, legally purchased music and then used the internet to download copies. You're right. Sorry. I forgot about that part. <laughs> what he just said. <laughs> what he said. But one time we did what he said and we found we used I used to do uh like do music videos um and I'd put them on my iPod sometimes. And we, I once, these videos that we bought. I once was able to get uh, "Earth Song" by Michael Jackson, and we sat at the computer and watched this video, and we lost our minds when this part that's coming up happened. That was a solid, solid fifteen to twenty seconds of whoo. So what I want to see, internet, uh, I want one of those loops, like you know, um, the what, what's a good those one? Those ten hour loops. Yeah, the ten hour loops, like the Lenny Kravitz one, or uh, yeah. oh, uh, the and the it, it, the beat starts coming and they don't stop coming and they one, don't stop yeah. coming and they don't stop. Or uh, the other one was the the best. Foo yeah, Fighters the best, best, the best, the best, the best, the best, the best. Yep. Yeah. You want one of those? I want one of those. Ten hour loop Just of two. Michael Jackson going, whoo, 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 whoo. You get the point. All right. So yeah. I think that we've said. Well, I'll 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 put in my perspective a little bit. I do think that it is somewhat difficult to separate the artist from the art. I've heard different perspectives. I've heard the perspective that you can listen to the music 
that you experienced before you learned about like the person's like behavior or whatever. Like you can't control the way that you felt about something and the way you like feel about the music early on, which I don't think is completely true because I think that you can kind of reshape the way that you feel about something when you realize where the content came from, I guess. I think that it's difficult regardless. I think that when it comes down to it, if you think that you can separate the art from the artist, I don't think that's entirely true. I think that you can want to separate the art from the artist, but I think that in a lot of ways you're still going like in the, in the realm of Michael Jackson is the perfect example. When you listen to and talk about Michael Jackson, you want to talk about the culture of Michael Jackson because you cannot mentally just talk about Michael Jackson's music. It, it, you have to talk about the culture around him. And I think you, I think you can talk about it because the thing he doesn't, he wasn't very introspective with his music in any way mm-hmm. other than a few songs um, that kind of talk like the black or white was, mm-hmm. you know, pretty relevant to I don't kind think of him. He wrote that. Probably not. I don't think he did, but he did write this other song. Let me see if I can, uh, I think it was on blood on the dance floor. Oh, I love blood on the dance floor. I saw them at Warp Tour. No, once. not them. <laughs> oh, darn. So he has this song. This is probably the most introspective, not really introspective, but personal song that he ever wrote. It's called DS. It is on History, Past, Present, and Future Book One, which was like his, it was on his greatest hits album, but he also had like um, other like unreleased songs. So this the song, it's an attack on uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara County District Attorney Tom Sneddon, uh, Tom Sneedon, Sneddon, who controlled the investigation into Michael Jackson's uh, accusations in 1993, and uh, so he wrote this song, and um, he cha- the guys he didn't even put the real the guy's name in it. He just changed it to D S, um, but the lyrics are. Tom Sneddon is a cold man. Tom Sneddon is a cold man. And he just attacks this man. He attacks this oh, man no. for the entire song. Wait, what oh, is this goodness. off of? It's on um, the history, past, present, future, um, greatest hits thingy. History, past, present, and future that came out in 95. We did not listen to this because it was technically a greatest hits, but it also had unreleased tracks on it as well. It's DS? DS. Does he start by saying that? or is it? Like no, I don't know why he called it. Why he called it uh, DS? When does he say this guy's name? Um, it's the it's basically the chorus. It's basically the chorus. Okay, can we can, can we listen to that? We don't have to. Yeah, we can do that. Hold on. Here, I can play it. I have it pulled up. Okay. Slash also did the guitar for this, which is funny. Interesting. Interesting indeed. I don't know why he called it. What's DS mean? Who knows? Maybe only he knows. Maybe he will only ever know. Dick sucker. (gasps) Whoa. Hey-o. Whoa. Taking a bit of a leap there. I don't know. Dax is taking a musical leap. That part's probably getting cut. They asked him about it, Mr. Sneddon, and he said, I have not, shall we say, done him the honor of listening to it. But I've been told that it ends with the sound of a gunshot. There it, 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 it does. Hmm. It's quite abrupt. So yeah, I thought that song was pretty. Int- I, that was like when I did, when I used to listen to Michael Jackson more. Like I mean, obviously Thriller and Bad and stuff. Like, but I tried to get more into deep cuts, I suppose, and that's pretty deep. Yeah. Um. If another song is from the EP "Blood on the Dance Floor," which I wish you didn't bring up that band because it's terrible. <laughs> but um, that is actually a really good song as well. If you want to li- like the EP, is pretty good. And it's funny because after he died, they they've like they're trying to you know still make money off of this dead man, mm-hmm. and so they've done like oh these songs were ones that he was working on before he died and stuff. And there's actually accusations that. The songs that are on the albums aren't even him singing it. Oh, I read about that. I yeah, did too. Did. I'm, I'm yeah, pretty, did. It's pretty interesting. But then the like the the most recent compilation is like a Halloween themed compilation of mm-hmm. songs that are scream. Yeah, scream that are like I guess 
scarier songs, which, I mean, he does have a decent amount. I mean, he's yeah, got he Thriller, does. he's got Is It Scary, he's got Blood mm-hmm. on the Dance Floor, which mm-hmm. is a great song. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, there's several of them. There's yeah. also there's, Rockwell on this album, Janet Jackson. Yep. Other oh, artists. yeah. Because he, he tried to create Rockwell, and it did not work very well. No. It did not rock well, if you will. It did not go Rockwell oh, at all. <laughs> so I want to tell this story, unless we have another thing. Do we have something else we want to talk about, or can I tell the story about Mark, Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury? I mean, at some point, I'd like to talk about the music, but yeah, please go we're ahead. Let's get, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> this has something to do with I, music. Well, we're, I, I uh, yes, go ahead. So Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury worked on this track, There Must Be More to Life Than This. And my Freddie Mercury got mad um, and left the studio because Michael Jackson had Bubbles the Chimpanzee in the studio with them at the time. And after each cut, not each cut, but after certain tracks, Michael would look over at Bubbles the Monkey and say, did you think that was good? Did you think this was good? And Freddie Mercury (laughs) called his agent and said, get me out of this zoo. (laughs) And he left. There's also... So Michael Jackson's perspective was that Freddie... Um, became like a an alcoholic after he was, um, well, I guess more so of an alcoholic after he was, um, you know, diagnosed di- diagnosed with um, HIV AIDS. Yes, and he was supposedly drinking in the studio at the time, and that is what Mike like. That's what Michael he it made him think. You know, his perspective is they didn't want to work with Freddie because he was a drunk. Mm-hmm. The other part, which I enjoy way more, is the fact that Freddie got mad because Michael had his llama in the studio as well, and Freddie did not. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a snake too? He uh, got mad because he had his llama there. Michael Jackson had a snake named Muscles. Dare fun he. fact: yeah, he did. Muscles. I can't work with with this guy. He's drinking all the time. I can't work with him. He's got a llama in the studio. <laughs> Okay. Do we have anything else we want to talk about in terms of the culture of Michael Jackson? Um, we can get a, get through all the big ones. He held a baby he out of a window. Of, he he might have bleached his skin. He's like a walking soundboard. Yes. Thank you, South Park, for using it all over. Hee <laughs> Cool. Okay. It's everywhere. So, so, Tyler, let's get to this. Tyler, you said... That you only really liked Thriller and you only kind of liked it in bits. You said that you kind of feel like the music was like just pop hits mixed with a bunch of pop, basically just filler. Correct? Look here. So for it, when you get to the opening track is not super great for me. Thriller? When I'll be start, or want to be starting something? I like that song. You're a vegetable. It's okay. I love Baby song. Be Mine's all right. I really, I honestly don't really like this is The Girl Is Mine. Mm-hmm. No, it's not I that don't, good. I don't like the back and forth between them. I don't think it sounds very good. Not as good as his other tracks, now. That one is awkward. It, yeah, it's weird because it like, is awkward. how would they have the same interest in the same girl at, the, at that time? Mm-hmm. Michael is like in his 20s and Paul is like in his 40s. Like, where are you so meeting at the middle? Difference? Oh, I don't know. I could be wrong. They might have met in the middle. You never know. It's close. It's close to that. But my my point is, it's just not. It just doesn't flow well for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So then once once you, hit- once you hit that point where it's thriller, beat it, Billy Jean. That's when like the oh, things start. Yeah, really that's when you're like, wow, I can listen to this album. I like. I mean, those are all really good. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them are just kind of meh. And the lady in my life, I don't really track that much. It's all okay. I think it's a. I don't dislike it. As a whole, I think it's a good album. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good album for a 1982 pop album. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to discredit, you know, its role in pop music at that time. Sure. It just isn't. You know, it's just okay for me. Yeah, I think that because the, uh, the interesting thing about Thriller is that a lot of people do feel as though that album is not something that flows from track to track very well. It's just a, no. a massive, massive hit machine is what that mm-hmm. album was. Yes. Because of the fact that there was so much put into the commercial success of that album, Michael Jackson was really concerned about like having that album – well, the, really the, the, the company, like the production company – Really wanted to like record. the record, co- whatever you get the point. The record company really wanted to sell that record, and so they had like put a lot of money into like the thriller of the music video because music video was really like such an important thing that was at that time. Most, that was the most expensive music video at the time. Uh, it has it been passed? 
Yeah, the most expensive music video is a Michael Jackson video, but it's a different one. Oh, it is? It's the one with Janet Jackson. Uh, Black or White? No. I know. What is that? Oh, no. It's on one (laughs) of the older albums. Hold on. I'll find it. Michael was 24 and Paul was 40 at the time of that song. Oh, wow. That's pretty weird. Is it Scream? I think so. Is that the one with with Janet Jackson with Scream? I'm going to say that that's the right answer and we're moving on now. Uh, Okay. So, yeah. The they put a lot of money into and like a lot of production into like just the music video because they wanted to sell the thriller tracks as hits mm-hmm. and it worked. It was the most it's the highest selling album of all time. Was sure. this a Quincy Jones I, produced? Album? I think it's yes. I think yeah. that's validated anyway. I mean, when you when I'm thinking about pop music, okay, I have to realize that pop music is about the cult is about current culture. Mm-hmm. And that's really its place. Its place is in current culture, you know. So when you put out a music video that is that impactful on the culture of the time and into the future with a song that's good from the album, you know, of the same title, you know, I don't know. It all that all really makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I don't find it nonsensical that they focused a lot on the music video and mm-hmm. maybe not. You know, maybe they should have focused slightly more on the flow of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm not surprised they focus a lot on the video, and I think it's justifiable. Yeah, I don't think a pop album purpose. is really meant to flow. I think I, I do think that like the when you have a hit, the way that a hit works is that it's a very independent product mm-hmm. as compared to the rest of the album. And so, if you're releasing an album with the intention of almost every single song, if not every song, being a hit, then really there's no way for there to be a a, a, con- a cohesive structure to that album because everything is kind of pieced together as an individual piece that you're then putting together as a collection of songs rather than it being right. a full album. I think that yep. really the best example of that is Thriller in being an album that is just super massive hit heavy but still being a strong album, but it really is a strong album because of the fact that you know almost every song off of the album. Well, sure. Yeah, it was never- and when every song stands out, every song fades to the back. You know what I mean? Quincy Jones never wrote cohesive albums really did he he always just wrote the song mm-hmm. or worked on the song then he moved on to a different song and any, anything i've ever seen with quincy jones he never cared about mm-hmm. the sure. theme of the album the concept yeah yeah so tyler I'll and ask why you, would you right so tyler i'll ask you uh because we haven't done this yet uh do you have a favorite song from michael jackson and is it from thriller i do have a favorite song i think that my favorite song is Actually, man in the mirror, of course, from Bad. Okay, yeah, I think that's mine. I don't. I was gonna say that one. So oh, you think so? Yeah, I, that's Dex? one of that was mine. the one I was I going know. to say as I was looking at the you know the albums. But yeah, I'll pick another one. You don't have to if you, if you want to stick with Man in the Mirror, unless you want if you want to uh, rescind your 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 choice, then you can do that. But we will listen to a little bit of Man on the Mirror. Delicious. Absolutely. I like Smooth Criminal. I like Dirty Diana. Mm -hmm. Of course, Man in the Mirror. Mm -hmm. And I like uh, the way way you make me feel. It really turns me on. There's other words to this song. There's other words to this song. Can I play Smooth Criminal? Are you ready? Is it going to be Alien Ant Farm? No. So should we talk about the Alien Ant Farm song? Let's talk about the vine. Oh, you want to talk about the vine? <laughs> we don't have to. There, uh, there is a good. Is that vine the thing too. you sent me? I didn't watch it. I don't remember I what I, so, I send probably. you a lot of things earlier. Something about like 
falling through. No, 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 no. That's for a good band, a bad band episode. Uh, oh, okay. Another cross promotion. I'm cross promotion. Go listen to that listen, too. Go listen to good band. Band. I like how. So, oh, we sh- talk- should we mention that it's on its own channel yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to. Hey, so good band, bad band is on its own channel now. We're so separate. It happened. Yeah. So find it. No. Nice. What's that? Yeah. The crazy frog. <laughs> bing, 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 Three Bs, G, three Bs. So, back to the Michael Jackson thing. Yes. Bing, bing. We we were talking about how he like didn't write introspective songs. or Yeah. See, I don't know how much like he... Because he didn't write the songs. That's what I was going to say. I don't know how much he actually wrote and how much like it was written for him. I, I mean, like on Thriller, like cert- some tracks say Michael Jackson only. Like nobody else is credited. But it's like, right. how is that possible? I like, can show Because you Michael Jackson possible. did do it. But uh, I have something to play here. This give me is perfect. One, okay, give me a second. But let me finish my thought. The, that how we like. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah. So you we we're talking about um, how he didn't like. I was saying how he didn't write like things that were true to his life that much. Mm-hmm. But on that, the very end of Bad is the song "Leave Me Alone." And that's nobody listened to him. He wrote that song, and it was in like 1985 or whatever. And all those years later, nobody left him alone. Never. Nope. We didn't Never. listen. We did not listen. We didn't. We hear you now, Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's too late, but we hear you now. You know who we wish would have left him alone is Dr. Conrad Murray. Yeah. God. Would have been for the best. No, no. He also wrote a song. No. There's a, there's a song on Blood on the Dance Floor, the EP, called Morphine. Mm. Hey, so Dax, what were you talking about <laughs> with that whole thing you were going to play? So, Michael Jackson did write a lot of his music. He didn't write everything, of course. Right. Uh, no artist does, really. But his process, he could play a few instruments, but he was not really good at many instruments. So, he would beatbox them into a record, a tape recorder. And here is the demo for Beat It. <laughs> So all of that was Why him beatboxing, and then he's beat, like, doing it over himself? Yeah, he would record himself doing one part, and then he would record, or record himself doing another part, and then wow. another part. And that then was pretty he good. Would, hey. hey. That was pretty when good. he would so go in for his uh, session, like when he'd go into his session musicians, whoever was doing the recording, he would just, okay, uh, this, is the next, uh, this is the next chord. Uh, the first note is, ah. the second note is, ah. and he would just do it note by note. Wow. Crazy stuff. So what is your favorite song, Dax Boy? Oh, boy. Uh, you knew this was coming. I know. Probably Billy Jean. Billy Jean? Ooh. Gonna Guess what album it's on? Not bad. It's on Thriller. Thriller. It is on Thriller. Don't go around breaking young girls' hearts. I wasn't ready to pause that. I was getting into it over here. You can't see that because this is the podcast world, but I am feeling Michael Jackson today. It's hard to listen to Michael Jackson without giving your shoulders a little wiggle. You got to wiggle a little bit. He's just so catchy. Mm-hmm. He's just so groovy. He's just so good. He's just so yeah. good. Well, he's okay, you know. Oh, oh boy. Oh, you poop. you're pooping on Michael Jackson like you know him so good. You know what? Trying to start a fight here? You, uh, you want to be starting something? <laughs> oh, I think. In I other know. words, I think this is a good time. We can come back, Michael Jackson. But I'm curious. We've been holding off on this one. Tyler, what is the album from this week that you enjoyed so much? Let's talk a little bit about the albums that we had for this week. I want to know. Are we done talking about Michael Jackson? Well, we'll come back, to Michael Jackson. Oh, I just want to. We'll, we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll switch some things up a little bit. We'll come back, to Michael Jackson. I was trying to be starting something, but all right. Oh, I don't. I don't want to be starting something. Hey, listen, beat it. It's not beat worth. It. It's not worth the fight. Right. Walk away. That's the message of Beat It. And we will we will attest to that. So what is the album? So we picked we all picked uh, an album that was influenced or influential to the pop sound of the 80s. 
to go along with my old Michael Jackson. What was the album that you enjoyed, and whose album was it? Listen here. In 1983, paint me a picture. A young lady came out with an album that was just so tasty. Oh yeah. It destroyed Thriller because it's way better. Uh oh. And that album is "She's So Unusual" by Cyndi Lauper. That might have been my album. That was your album. That album. Oh, it's good. It's it... way better than Thriller. And honestly, Bad's better than Thriller, but this is better than Bad too. Interesting. This album's take. where it's at. What? These are some hot takes you are just throwing out left and right. Not I, afraid. I really okay. So I like what that both what Michael Jackson and Cyndi Lauper did in terms of mixing rock and pop. That was not something that was like really as important or as like influential in terms of the pop sound was doing something that had like that rock sound. It was very different for Michael Jackson to be having somebody do a guitar solo on one of his tracks. It was very different mm-hmm. for Cindy Lauper to be making a pop album with her holding a guitar on the front of the the album where she's like, you know, there's a it, she's doing something very different from what was popular in that stratosphere at the time. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this album as well. What's funny though, is that my favorite song off of Cindy Lauper. She's so unusual is the least rock heavy song time after time. It's a good song. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be yours. Oh, it's so good. You know, it's a good track. You know, you know what my favorite off that one is? What's that? All through the night. Mm, That's a good good, one. one My favorite off of that one is money changes everything. Another great track. It, that is actually, that is a cover. Up, oh, yes, it is of uh, the brains. Yes, which are a rock group. Uh, that uh, the, that song was made in 1978, mm-hmm. and she covered it all those years later. And my uncle Donnie, five, five years. Yeah, shout out to Uncle Donnie who shout should out. listen to our podcast. But why does he not? It's fine. Go ahead. He he did. He listened to the the Rolling Stones. He told me. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he said, "I was like, did you like how I said I mentioned you?" And he said, "Could have used a name." He <laughs> <laughs> didn't like that. I didn't call him out by name. I just said my uncle. Oh, it's funny. Say his full name. His full name, please. Well, every if time you're you listening to the Michael Jackson episode, Uncle Donnie, we appreciate what you've done for our taste in music over the years. Yes. Yeah. yeah give us are. his full name, his address, Donnie, social security. Donnie son. But yeah, he showed me that song years Mike. ago. Because uh, he showed me she did a cut or not a cover. She did a live version of that song, and he was like, "This is such a good live version." And I was like, it is. And then I like listened to that song, and it's like been in my 80s uh, playlist for a long time. Also, actually, uh, Against Me, the punk rock band, oh, did yeah. a very good cover mm-hmm. of Money Changes Everything. Yes, they did. I love that yeah. one. Yeah. Did you hear that one? Are you just I, agreeing yeah. blindly? Oh. I We know it. I We know it. I We know we it. We listen music to. No things about stuff and things with 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 notes. So we'll go we'll go quickly. So oh, I had a favorite oh, song too. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Go ahead. It was another cover. Girls just want to have fun. Oh, we yeah. we all had different songs off of She's So Unusual, which speaks yep. to the strength of that album. Do you know why? Because this is this album is so solid. It really is. This right. album is solid. And again, it's way more solid than the Michael Jackson album. It was oh, so dear. important to I, the '80s sound. So important to the '80s sound. Oh, and a great debut. Uh, the fact that this is a debut album is also very, very interesting to me. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So uh, let's go. I'm going to actually allow Tyler to transition into the next album that I want to talk about. What was the one that you said you uh, weren't a fan of? Well, you know, sometimes musicians have relatives that think that they can do music. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they do, and it's okay. And then sometimes they put out albums in the early 90s. That are garbage. Uh, actually, it was released in 89, so not quite what? the early 90s. Not quite the early 90s, but it was almost no, the I... 90s. It was in September of ninety or of 89, so you're you're about right, but not no, quite I was right. right there. I was, I was right near. Right under Kisp. Right near. Um, it's Janet Jackson. She put out an album. Good album. Rhythm Nation, a, 1814. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Dex, why don't you talk a little bit about this album? It's a good album. It's uh, Michael Jackson's sister. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I will talk about this album. I Thank actually you. really, that, really... Based on that fact alone, he's ranking it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed this album a lot, actually. I thought that it was a really ambitious soul album. Like, I think that she was doing something that was really, really intricate. She 
like took the R&B elements and like really, really brought them out on something that like, like you hear a lot of the, the elements of soul and R&B and new Jack swing. Yeah. And new Jack swing. That was, that's the genre that's listed under. Yes, it is. You're right. <laughs> that's Jack why, swing. that's why Tyler didn't like it as much. He's not into new Jack swing. I knew mm. it. Tyler, you got to tell yeah. us you're not into new Jack swing before we listen that's to an album. That's in you want to know what I didn't really didn't like about it. Hmm. There were there's a period in the late eighties to early nineties in pop music that when you listen to it, you realize it's just like they recorded a bunch of sounds into a sampling keyboard and then they just type they just keyed everything. Mm. Like that's how they produced a lot of the sounds. And if you listen, the the title track, track number two, Rhythm Nation. Mm-hmm. It sounds that is what is done. I hate I hate it. I've never liked that sound that pop sound. Interesting. You wanna know here's what I'll say. And music from like when the eighties ended until like ninety two, basically that two year stretch, music was very bad. (laughs) Um popular music was very bad. There it music was so bad at that time that Millie Vanilli was named Best New Artist. Yikes. And they lip-synced wow. their career. Like Millie Vanilli was a good band. Though. Also, Vanilla Ice and... um, not. I mean, if people like Vanilla Ice, you know, great. Ice Ice Baby is a good song, but him as an artist is very bad. But you have, yeah. like... He was popular at that time, and uh, MC Hammer was popular at that time. And, you know, it's like people that were at the top are not good you don't like millie vanilli i'm still on this no i mean i like blame it on the rain that's a good song but it wasn't them that did it and and, um new kids on the block like they're not a good they're not a good band um in the same way that like backstreet boys are good Mm -hmm. you know as as a boy band or whatever but it wasn't until um nirvana and pearl jam came out that music actually became good continue or not be, re-became good i suppose mm-hmm. you know like i love the 80s music and mm-hmm. i loved watching that show i love the 80s on vh1 you oh know? yeah yep. but shout out to vh1 everyone's still watching it everybody's still watching it you still out there vh1 we, we miss you i don't have cable i don't know but um but yeah i don't know do people still have cable some do yes our Yikes. grandparents do maybe you should get netflix man VH1's not on Netflix, though. No, it's not. Maybe you should get on Netflix, VH1. Talk to them about it. See what they think. I wasn't... A, I didn't really like the Janet Jackson album, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't think I would. You know, mm-hmm. it's not something I would traditionally like anyways, so it's mm-hmm. not like a surprise. It was fine to listen to. I did the thing, and... Yeah. But I don't know. I, I like the hats. I like the <laughs> outfit that she, you know, did. Yeah. But I don't like her music that very much. I like some of the stuff that she, she's done with Michael. Yeah, I'm surprised that I liked it, though it makes sense because I know how much I enjoy, like, soul-infused, like, R&B kind of sound, and then, like, the fact that she kind of mixes that in with, like, a dance pop sound, like, it's, I don't know, I thought it was different and interesting, but I I understand other people not liking it, but I I could see why I would probably like it. So, uh, hey, Tyler, one more time, why don't you tell us about your album, and then we'll talk about the last one. I chose a... Truly Delicious album by a Truly Delicious Man. The album I chose was 1986, Back in the High Life by Steve Winwood. Interesting Pretty choice. good album. Interesting choice. Yeah, of course it features, well, it's, you know, it's a it's a late 80s album, but it features a lot of the, of the what I find to be more pleasant 80s pop sounds. Mm-hmm. You know, he, Steve Winwood, you know, in the 70s was more of a rock musician mm-hmm. and uh, transitioned in the 80s. To do a little more pop stuff, but there's still a lot of guitar in these songs, which is nice. Um, and synth, and I think that the percussion's done pretty well. So everyone knows Higher Love, opening track. Then you got track two, Take It As It Comes, which is a little bit different. And then you got, from there out, six more tracks, all of which sound like, uh, you know, Higher Love, but a different song. Hmm. But it's still pretty decent. You want to know something interesting about this album? Sure. So the, yeah. the website that I use, because I shill out to it all the time, Album of the Year, uh, this album wasn't even on the website, and I had to add it so I could give it a rating. 
<laughs> That's weird. I know. I thought it was very strange. Know anything? I had never. It's the first time that I'd ever listened to an album that I that just did not exist on this website. How many people use this website? Is this just uh, like thousands? A, thousands? Thousands of people use this website. Mm. Mm. I don't know about millions, it's but thousands. Not, it's, it's thousands. It's thousands at best. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, I just want to check. Yeah. I, what, what are you doing? Are you, sh- are, you sh- are you shooting up a website? Yeah. You shooting up a website right now? That's not your website. Uh, we have our own website, Good Band Bad Band. Go to our website. I like Higher Love. I like that song. I like the cover of Higher Higher Love by James Vincent Mick. Moro, that's a good cover. If you'd like to, <laughs> I like that you announced that in a way that made it very clear that you knew it very well. <laughs> you know that cover by Jared Robbins. I knew the James Vincent. I wasn't sure about the Mick Moro, but I, I it's in my favorites playlist on Spotify. Go oh. find that. I listen to it a lot. It's very beautiful. It's kind of like Bon Iver, uh, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, Bon M, if you will. Bon uh, same same guy that wrote Millie Vanilli, by the way. It's funny that both of those came up in the same episode. Interesting. Nice. But um but yeah. It was an okay album. It's Blue Eyed Soul. Like you said, similar after you got the past those two tracks, they they were similar songs but different. Mm-hmm. Very mm. true. Any anyone else? Anyone else have thoughts? I didn't love it. Yeah. I thought it was okay. That was okay. I feel like well, not to I I'm not gonna mindless self indulgence you or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'm I, I was <laughs> I was surprised that you picked it as a representation of pop music. I don't think that you made a bad decision. It's just not a decision I expected. I'll put it that way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh Jared, do you wanna do you wanna talk about your album? And then we'll, we'll go back to Michael Jackson. I picked the album Upstairs at Eric's by the group Yaz or Yazoo as Yazoo. they're more no commonly known in their home country of the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yazoo. That's how it's pronounced. I first learned of this group because I uh, like the group Bleachers, which is Jack Antonoff's. Um, he, he left, not left, but. During the time that Fun has been on hiatus, he created Bleachers mm-hmm. to deal with his, um, oh, I guess like a depressive um, kind of uh, uh, whatever um, emotions. Depressive whatever. Defe- yeah. Uh, whatever that is you're experiencing. Uh, Anyways, how dare you talk to me like that. <laughs> but I like Bleachers, and he basically was like, yeah, a group that I have been influenced by is Yaz. Uh, in this album and so i listened to this album and i was like i do hear that influence on a man that i like uh, i could see that that like synthy pop mm-hmm. kind of yeah and um so i the song from that that i like listen to more prominently than anything is only you that's a really really good song i think mm-hmm. and then um but i i listened to the entire album and i thought it was good i think it's a a good synth pop record. And I think that not that Michael Jackson has anything to do with synth pop, but mm-hmm. I was told to pick an eighties album and I did. So. Yes, you did. And I tried to pick Cindy Lauper and uh, somebody was like, I think Caleb already picked that. And I was like, Oh crap. I need to start looking at this thing more. You got, well now you got to pick, you got to pick faster. I could have picked a different eighties pop album, but that was the one I wanted. So, but cause I was you looking on my, it up real fast. I was looking on my eighties playlist. Not want it? Most of the time, I like songs from the 80s, but not full albums from the 80s. That's the problem. Yeah. And Except so, for that Cindy Lauper album. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I looked at the Cindy Lauper album, and I was like, well, I like this song, this song, and this song. Because the song that's on um, is uh, All Through the Night, like you mentioned, on my 80s mm-hmm. playlist, because I like listening to that song. And then, also, I love Money Changes Everything. But, so then, when I realized that I had to pick another one, I was like, oh, I'll pick Yes. So I I also could have picked um, the outfield play deep. That's a great. I love that. Mm, I that's love an interesting. I love them as well. I'll someday I'll I'll talk about the outfield because they're a great team. Uh, they're a great band, and I love the fact that they are named the outfield, and they like for some reason decided to incorporate baseball into their album names for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> they're just a baseball band, man. Yeah. So, a bass band. Does anybody have anything to say about Yaz, or did everybody hate it like they always do? No, I, I thought it was no, good. I didn't hate it. I uh, I didn't think that it was like I like. I thought the voice was definitely like the most magnetic part about this album for sure. I liked the synth pop elements, but it wasn't anything that like blew me away. But I did. I did think it was a good album. 
I looked it up in on like all music and I had like four and a half out of five stars. So I was like, well, mm. at least it is, you know, critically acclaimed in that way. So I'm yeah, not picking yeah. like a, a crappy album. Sure. I, I don't know. It's hard to pick albums. Well, yeah. I know that you're not even as traditional as much of an album listener to begin with. You are definitely more of like a singles person. That is true. So it makes sense that like you don't like, like again, like we'll go back to this. Like I've, I listened to like hundreds and hundreds of albums like last year. So I have a lot more to go off of because I have this big body of albums that I just listened to and could be like, oh, you want an 80s pop album? Sure. I listened to this one, this one, this one, and this one. I can just pick one of these. Like. I don't, not everybody has that like, like just kind of like back catalog to go back on that easily. So, isn't sure. isn't Yaz the name of Dib's sister in Invader Zim? Possible. I, I don't no know idea. that you're talking to the right crowd on that. No one. idea. Okay. Oh, I love Invader Zim. Oh, never mind. Is that is that her you name? Like in, y'all don't like Invader Zim? Yeah, I didn't love I do. it. I like what? that line. That line in Childish Gambito where he says says something about Invader Zim. It's a you all are too young is what it is. You don't understand what it is. Invader Zim came out in like the the mid nineties. What do you mean? It came out in two thousand one. Actually, I'm the youngest person here. I like it. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, not fair. Not fair. Good try. It was. It's Gaz, by the way. Gaz. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Michael Jackson. That's a great. Michael Jackson. What are some other thoughts? Well, hold on. I wasn't done with the Yaz album. Oh, okay. Please. Which one did you choose? Upstairs at Eric's. Right, that's what I thought. I couldn't oh, remember. For God's sake. Listen, I thought that I yeah, you listen to that. all of Yaz's albums just to make sure you knew which I listened, one. It was. Yeah, I had forgotten what it was. So I listened to every single one of them. But, uh, that I liked that, Jared. I'm glad you chose it. I thought it was a little slow for me to begin with, but I really liked the album. Afterwards, I got it got right into the feel good of it. Thank you. Nice and flowy. So <laughs> thank you. I made that to, album. Way to go. Way to go. Does, everybody, does anybody feel like they got shit on with their albums? Well. Oh, poor old Dax. Okay. Well, Dax, that album was garbage. I liked your album. <laughs> At least I don't think that, it's garbage. It just wasn't good. That album is better than Latoya Jackson's oh, career God, as a yeah. police officer. Oh, my. Well, of course. <laughs> Has anybody... Okay, I, this is off the... Can I go I off rails? I suppose. We're just going to lose the, time on Michael Jackson. Back well, it's in relevant the, to us. It is. Back in the day, back a few years, several years ago, at least 10 years ago now, maybe more, there was a a reality television show called, wasn't it called Armed and Dangerous or something weird? Yeah, like, and it was filmed in Muncie. It was and filmed in Munchie. Muncie, Indiana. Our own backyard. The backyard. And it had several celebrities becoming police officers. Um, Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada from <laughs> Chips. Trish we Stratus, mean. the wrestler. Mini Me, yes. Yep. Um, no, no. That, was it Wee Man or Vern Troyer? I thought it was Wee Man. It was Wee Man. Was Wee Man. Man. Well, I thought that's what I was, was going to say. Okay. Trust me. Latoya Jackson, him. Michael's sister. Tyler knows his little Osborne. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the sister. Oh, no. Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Um, And uh, who? I was going to say another name, and I forget now. Dang it. Oh, well. Several people. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. It had, who did it have? But it had someone else on there, though. Probably that was pretty one. interesting, I thought. Well, we don't uh, we don't care about him because we can't remember him. Michael Jackson was on there. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Michael, so that's it, Michael Jackson. Oh wait, no, Everybody. it was the sister of Michael Jackson. Did someone she, say Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael. Michael she grew Jackson. up in she grew up in Gary, Indiana, which is yeah. just a few uh, hours away from here. So that's a stone. You know who else grew up? You know who else grew up in Gary, Indiana? Michael Jackson. Michael did. Jackson. So Michael did. Jackson. Michael Jackson. Or are they so. the same person? Done. 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 No, it was Jack I was born. We messed up. It was Jack. No, uh, I thought it was Jack. I thought it was Jack. Then he said the sister. And and also Jackie Jackson. Oh, you know who else names is Jack? Michael Jackson, huh? Michael Jackson. (laughs) Jack is in Jackson's name. Michael Jackson. What are our thoughts about the rest of Michael Jackson? What do you think? Okay, so. I I want to be starting something so bad. What do you want to start? Listen, I'm shifting gears, Cody. I mean, Dax. (laughs) <laughs> oh God! He really wants to do his bit, and nobody's letting I him. I got, I got one bit that I bring. All right, we're gonna close that with your bit. Why well, I didn't even say my favorite goddamn song, you guys. <laughs> Nobody even asked me. I thought yours was "Man in the Mirror." Jared. I said I changed it. It's fine. Okay, Jared. <laughs> Jared's favorite song is our closing track. Ooh, it's "Blood on the Dance Floor." Everybody. Oh, never. No, Did you, you even suck, listen to the Jared. song? All right. Did you even listen to it? All right. 
You don't even. You yeah, you were disappointed. You were disappointed. What's your bit, Dax? Oh, Tyler thinks something. Tyler thinks something. I think I'm switching my opinion on Dangerous from earlier in the show. You like Do Dangerous? I think it's not good. I still think it's not good, but okay for the most part. But I think there are a lot of sounds in there that really were kind of recycled close to a decade later when we see the big pop boom of the late '90s, early early aughts. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that a lot of the sounds of what we know of as pop in that era, particularly boy bands, was really yeah. I think you can yeah. lean heavily on this. Actually, the sounds on this. Well, what's interesting is that he like immediately shifted into like a a '90s pop sound once the '90s started. Like he really kind mm-hmm. of built that '90s pop sound. He was he was the '80s pop sound. Michael Jackson was the '80s sound, and he kind of like immediately like when he shifted gears, so did the rest of the pop culture. I guess. Yeah, it's just interesting to see how much how I found when I listened to that. I actually found a lot of parallels in the sounds between that and early aught pop music. Mm-hmm. Dax. That sounds familiar. Let's do it. Yay. All right. The, I like that new intro. The crowd has been waiting for so long. Oh, I've been waiting. So. Uh, I don't want to wait. I only got one. It's the only one worth talking about. All right. Michael Jackson. Want to be starting something. You know the the part that the mama say, mama say, this part. Yes. So that was sampled in Rihanna's. Don't stop the music. You hear that back there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's a sample. So it's all good. But what Michael Jackson, uh, the, the way he messed up, he actually took the Mama Say Mama Sa Mama Kusa from uh, Manu Dabango in his song Soul Makusa. So Michael Jackson got permission to use that line. He then gave Rihanna permission to use the line, but he did not have permission to give Rihanna permission. So they both got sued by the original guy. Ooh. That's all. I, I know. That was my favorite part. He, he told me that story last, this last week. I was like, you got to talk about that because that's great. Yeah, that's a tasty story. That's right very now, interesting. Right? That story. The, tasty, fact, tasty tidbit. the fact that Michael Jackson gave, like said, oh yeah, you can do it, even though he had no right to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like um, uh, someone we've yet to mention tonight. Uh, or today, this this morning, whenever it is that you're listening, what could it be? The fact that um, Michael uh, Weird Al Yankovic, mm. um, he, basically his career helped was helped uh, a lot by getting permission by Michael Jackson. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, like him going to Michael and Michael getting it, Michael not being offended, and Michael just understanding the idea of a parody and realizing that it's going to better his career probably, it's going to better this other guy's career. I wonder if we talk about Weird Al. I'm glad we are. He got it. Because Weird Al, I mean, he did Eat It, he did Fat. Fat. I mean, those are the two main, those are the big ones. But I mean, they're the main singles from his two, like, breakthrough albums. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't think that you know Weird Al wouldn't be where he was had he not been given permission. Mm-hmm. Like he tried to get permission from Prince, and Prince wouldn't do it. Yeah, Lame and there's Prince. a lot. Of, I mean, there's a whole slew of people that never would give permission. But like a lot of his Paul best, McCartney wouldn't, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he ever asked him. Probably. I think he did. Yeah, I've got an I, article right now. Nine musicians who refused to let sing their songs. But like the fact that Nirvana did It was Paul McCartney did not. That's mm-hmm. true. And the fact that Eminem did like the the yeah. one like some of Weird Al's best songs are ones that are, you know, big hits from other, you know, like the the actual original song was a big hit. And so that's really, you know, what helped him. Another yeah. question I have about Michael Jackson. Yes. Do you think Michael Jackson would be as popular as he is Ooh. if he was not such a good dancer? No. No. What what where no. do you think it would be though? I mean, like he didn't when he was in the Jackson Five when they did um, "I Want You Back." That had nothing to do with his dancing, but like his know. his dancing is what helped craft some of his music videos, and his music videos are what made him as popular as what he was. Mm-hmm. Well, being I able to moonwalk to... and do the mm-hmm. thing where he goes forward and back, yeah, yeah, which he has a patent on, by the way. I'm sure he does. Even though it was a French guy that came up with it. Ooh, yeah, but he's, Michael Jackson hold, held the patent for it. Well, you know, what's that I, segment called instead of that sounds familiar? 
Uh, Who hey, holds the patent? Means. It's a new hey, segment that... where we talk about things you don't I, care about. I think that my the my least it's called record roundtable. <laughs> oh god. Oh jeez. <laughs> my least oh, no. My least favorite thing that is patented is this sick beat. Mm. The Taylor Swift nonsense. So oh, dumb. Wow. I think Michael Jackson's. I don't think it. I don't think it matters whether he would be where he would be without the dancing. It doesn't matter because Michael Jackson is not. Like, Michael Jackson's a pop musician, yes, but Michael Jackson's not really a pop musician. Michael Jackson, just literally a a creation and part of pop culture, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, he is popular culture embodied in a way. I mean, he has, he, you know, the stuff that he wore, what he wore, you know, his music, his dancing, the music videos, like, all of these things. He wore one glove that was bedazzled. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. Most expensive and people loved love. it. Like you know, I mean, it. He, I don't. I don't think you can. You know, he is a musician, sure, but like, I don't think it matters about about. You know, he is. He is pop culture. Period. Yes. Did you know that that uh, the movie Us, when they are wearing the one glove on their hand, is actually a callback to Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. There you go. Fun oh, yeah, okay, she, I see. She yeah. she wins the uh, Thriller shirt in the beginning. Yes, yeah, she does. There's yeah. there's several Michael Jackson references in the Us movie. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Old Jordan Peele is a, a friend of mine. Mm, that's not true. I know. <laughs> you remember in Back to the Future 2? Mm. No. Where Marty McFly walks into the diner, mm. and they've got those floating televisions that takes your order, and it's Michael Jackson as Max Headroom. I don't know. What, 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 what is to eat? I don't think so, but I it, for no reason that reference made me think of when Michael Jackson was... Uh, can I talk about the Simpsons episode? Oh, can we talk about how uh, Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel so he could be Spider-Man? Oh uh, my gosh, is that true? Yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> okay, let's let's run through. All right, here's a new new, new segment on the show. It's called Speed Round Through Interesting Culture About an Artist. And go, Michael Jackson was in an episode of The Simpsons where he played a character that was supposed to be a guy who sounded like Michael Jackson. He was in jail, but it was actually Michael Jackson voicing a character that's supposed to sound like Michael Jackson. Dex, go. Well, it's never been confirmed that it was actually Michael Jackson. It's just a heavily implied rumor. Is that correct? No, it was him. Okay, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, in, in uh, partnership with Stan Lee, tried to buy the rights to all of Marvel, so he would just own Marvel to be Spider-Man because he wanted to be Spider-Man. But Stan Lee said the only way that'll ever happen is if you own Marvel. Jared, go. Dax showed me this video where Michael Jackson is in. He went to a mall and they converted the mall into a grocery store, so that he could buy his groceries without people bothering him. And so it's a YouTube video. Go look it up right now, everybody. And so just look up Michael Jackson Grocery. And he walks around this grocery store, and he's, like, getting things, and people are taking his cart from him. And he's like, oh, stop taking my cart. And it's funny. It's so weird, and it's great. Tyler, do you have anyone go? Mm, Michael Jackson was a man. He was really, really weird. And they paid attention to him. did weird things. Hung down babies and do all things. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I love it. All right. Stay. All right. So uh, do we have any closing thoughts on Michael Jackson? I don't. I like Michael Jackson's music. I think his songs are good, but I do not think his albums are good, other than Thriller. But I think that Thriller is a little bit overrated as an album. I understand that it is one of the highest selling albums of all time. It is. It is a very highly selling album. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the album as a whole is amazing. Okay, fair enough. Dax, final thoughts. Tyler, five thoughts. <laughs> I do not think that Michael Jackson's music represents the best of 80s pop, but I do think Michael Jackson was heavily influential on the sound of 80s pop, and I think that you cannot deny that. Cool. We wouldn't have a lot of people if we didn't have Michael Jackson. We would not have Usher. We would not have the current mm-hmm. guy uh, that people like, The Weeknd. We would not have yep. Khaled. We would not have... Uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, the Biebs, you know, everybody that has been a popular pop act since Michael Jackson, we probably would not have Lady Gaga, Timberlake, who, Justin Justin Timberlake, yes, all those people, I'd like to name names for another three minutes, we wouldn't have those people, yes, his influence on pop is obviously there, yes, Hmm? final thoughts, you've thought? Um, have you thought a final thought? I don't have anything. I'm I'm bad. I'm sorry. That's okay. Michael Jackson bad. Michael Jackson. Bad. You actually had. Oh, a final actually, thought. I do have a yeah. final thought. Okay, what's yours? Uh, did any 
one listened to any of his, you know, posthumous recordings, you know, the stuff that was released after he died. Yes. No. You did? Yes. How'd you feel? I, I just want to get that real quick. It was bad quality. Um, go ahead. Do you think it was bad because he played a part in the uh, finishing, like the polishing of the tracks? Or do you think it was just bad because... You mean that bad? he didn't finish it? Yeah. I So well, the things that I've read about it, basically his... The people that he has worked with and his family basically were like, well, not only a portion of his family because his family owns his stuff, his royalties and such. And obviously they're going to make money on it. But the fact that they were like, he would not want this out because he wanted it to be, you know, perfect. He's a perfectionist. He wanted it to be perfect. So it was not that good. That's why it was released after he died because he didn't want it released. He was working on it prior to dying. So I don't think that it that is it. I think that it wasn't he wasn't able to put his finishing touches on it and cuz like the stuff that supposedly he wasn't actually singing on, it does sound a lot like him. I think that he actually was singing on those songs. I don't think they brought somebody else in yeah, that, that sounded weird. like him. That would be weird. But it that stuff is not very good. Um but it's like Prince where he has so much stuff like in his back catalog that we're just going to keep getting even though Prince is dead. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep getting Prince music. And at least that stuff he like kind of had prepared and ready to go. Yeah. Whereas Michael didn't. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I could talk about his music that was released after he died for a while, but we're low on time. So we are. If at, no one else. We're criminally out of time. Okay. Then I'm Smooth done. criminally. Smooth criminally. Also, somehow we've made it through this whole podcast and we did not listen to Beat It. Well, everybody would want to listen to Beat It. I, I think know, we're okay. We don't really listen to music that much. <laughs> we don't really listen to music that much. Not anymore. You guys ready to close out? Thanks for listening to Record Roundtable. This week we were talking about Michael Jackson. Next week we're going to be listening to <gasps> Kendrick Lamar? What? Crazy. I'm Good. excited. Goodbye. I'm gonna miss you. Rip. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson had a song, Do You Know Where Your Children Are? <laughs> oh. isn't, isn't that kind of like the R. Kelly thing? Oh. 10 out of 10. <laughs>